A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. This is Luke Owen, I'm Ollie Davis, and today we're going to be reviewing this week's episodes of Raw and SmackDown, including a really hot go-home show for Great Balls of Fire on Raw, a really hot Independence Day episode for SmackDown, and two really good examples of what WWE need more of. To go to any of those discussions, or to go to one of those reviews in particular, click the timestamps in the video description below, or stay right here where we're not going to ramble chat because we, we're three days a week now. So yes. we don't really have to... We, we ramble within the actual show itself. We Absolutely, don't have to do yeah. it at the start. And I, I was going to use this opportunity to bring up... There was a comment in yesterday's video that yeah. um, someone has messaged you three times now uh, about talking... Uh, we haven't talked about the Asuka, Nikki Cross main events from last good. week's NXT, which was excellent. They called it Match of the Decade, which uh, I don't overly agree with. I, I mean, it's they a, really. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy you enjoyed it. So as much. am I. I mean, I thought it was a really, really great, yeah. fun uh, TV match. Actually, mm. it was a great little main event. Hampered a little bit because they went outside the ring towards the back, and then the dickhead NXT crowd in full sail started chanting, "We can't see." Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and they yeah. do. We can't see s word. No, just just we can't see. We can't ah, see because and over I'm, here in London we would chant, "We can't see." S-word. S-word, yeah, yeah. P-P-word. So, uh, yeah, the entitled uh, NXT audience were a little bit upset that they How couldn't. How dare see. they want to see the match? <laughs> I know that ah. dicks. Uh, but I thought it was a, it was a really really great match. But actually, a really good episode of NXT as well. I loved the um, uh, the Hideo Itami only Lorkin stuff as well. Mm. It was love a bit of Lorkin. I mean, it was proper hard hitting stuff. I I'm, I text you, yeah, you did, yeah, because like only Lorkin out the out the gates. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Mm. Out the gates, runs at him with a running forearm, breaks his nose. And then, like they, they had to stop the match because Atami was like he was knocked for six and just blood pouring. Down oh, Atami can't catch a break, can he? And then he came back down. Like so, they called the match off, and then Atami came back down. No music or anything. His nose all busted up and everything. And then had the match that I think they were supposed to have in the first place. Wow! But like there is no stopping uh, Hideo Atami. It was it was awesome. <laughs> Well, that was a little bit. That was a brief bit of ramble. Yep. That's okay, isn't it? Absolutely. So now we're just going to go straight into the Raw review. And straight that was two good episodes of uh, WWE this week. It certainly was, wasn't it? Like that's, I mean, we the said last this. couple of weeks of Raw have been... I read a review today. I think it was on Cage Side Seats, who, who were very good. And they were like... And Raw's been really good for months now. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa let's, steady let's, on. Not, let's not forget. <laughs> it's actually only three weeks. Three yeah. weeks of, you know, much better TV. 
uh, still three hour TV, which is too much, but uh, th- it was not good. It was not good a month ago. But what I will for say, a long time. There are there's only a, a handful of things that I'm really not into on Raw at the moment. Um, being the um, Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt feud, I yes. I don't think there is a feud with less heat in WWE at the moment. Um, well, Randy Orton and Jinder. Oh yeah, probably. Actually, you're... you're probably right. Rollins is beneath that. Yeah, I think yeah. Rollins is beneath well that. Well done, guys. Well done. Um, the uh, I'm not overly keen. Well, not overly keen. I'm not overly into Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, only because it's only had a couple of weeks worth of build. Um, and because you're a Bailey fanboy. Because I'm, I'm a Bailey Mark. Um, and the what's the other thing I'm not really into? I'm sure we'll find out what it is. Well, oh, I... I, I know exactly what it is. Miz and Dean Ambrose. Oh, okay. I was also going to add. See, when you start to open this Pandora's box <laughs> of stuff that isn't working, it's yeah. actually quite large. Oh, and, no, there's, and there's, more, there's more than I thought. I was only going to say two, and then I remembered a third. There's the Cruiserweights, Noam Dar, uh, Cedric, Cedric Alexander, I, Alicia yeah, Fox storyline. I did groan a little bit when they had another match. I was like, guys, I thought we ended this storyline. The Shattered Truth stuff isn't going very well. Anyway, let's do this play-by-play. Let's play-by-play. So one thing that is surprisingly good, considering I don't think they should have uh, broken up because both guys, it wasn't the right time. It's only a a year and a bit into their main roster. They should be together forever. They should be one of those teams. Like you and I. Like, yeah. Well, now... Well, now we've seen the hype bros turn as well. I'm I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> well, it's fine. We're the we're the road warriors. Yeah, but like that, I'm sure that's what Kevin Owens told Sami Zayn <laughs> when he debuted on NXT. Yeah, maybe. literally the first night. Yeah, that's very true. Although I haven't turned on you yet. Funny story about that. Oh yeah. Well, you we were watching in separate places for that NXT show, uh, the the takeover when Kevin Owens debuted, and you were like, well, you text me, it's like, what a good show. And I was like, did you see the end? And you were like, yeah, Sami Zayn won. It was great. Phil no, I, I said that Sami Zayn won. And then Kevin Owens came down and they hugged. And it was such a really nice moment. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you didn't watch it all, did you? You're like, no, nah, a little NXT trademark thing well, came yeah, up. Yeah, it was sorted. It was, it was, I turned me, it off. You just texted me and said like, oh, watch until the end. Yeah. And I was like, what? I loaded back up my laptop and I realized there was like another f- uh, five minutes left. And I was like, oh, that dastardly Kevin Owens. Can't trust him. Can't trust him. Uh, yes, so we are talking about Enzo Amore and Big Cass, who is now, I hope, goes uh, under the name Casshole. Excellent. Good that punage. Was, have you heard Enzo walks around with a book and just writes down all these lines he thinks of throughout mm-hmm. the days? And then he, he's got a really thick book full of them, and he just flicks through them to write his promos. Yeah. Um, my favourite. It, it shows. Do you know what? There's one of them that's really stuck with me that I absolutely loved. Smack Talker Skywalker, I've always liked. No, it was one of it was one of their early NXT ones. And it was like, We ain't no Parker Brothers and we ain't here to play games. Because it's, is that a video games reference? No, it's board games. Parker Brothers used to make board games. Oh, like Mil- okay. And then he started making like Milton Bradley references and stuff like that. And I just thought that was a really excellent um uh, an excellent He's just gonna mine that particular niche for all the <laughs> jokes he can find and move on to the next one. Exactly. But Enzo Mori came out, cut a cut a good promo. He's so he's so good at comedy. And he's also very good at emotional stuff now, mm-hmm. as we saw. For, I thought last, I thought last week's was the best promo. Uh, Cass's was pretty good the the week before. This was good. This was very good. Still really good. But it was, if if I had to order them, this was the third best of the three. Yeah. Uh, and it did go on quite long. Yeah, that was the uh, the only downside to yeah. it. Um, Would have been nice, and bit felt, more succinct, especially as well because it had a really great ending. And then he came back in to like throw some more down. Yeah, and I was like, actually, it probably should have ended the first time. Did did, did you have a favourite line from Enzo apart from Casshole? So I hope the crowd in their match chant Casshole. Yeah, that uh, will help him. 
yeah, no, no real favourite line in there. I just thought there was actually a very good opening segment, and it was a little bit different as well because it was Enzo opening the show as opposed to like the usual set of people that tend to open. The usual five people walk out. Yeah, I want a match. No, I want a match. Kurt Angle comes out. You know what? You're all having a match. Yeah, I was. I was expecting before the cruiserweights in the end of the second hour. <laughs> I was expecting Cass to come out and like have a bit of a retort, but it wasn't. It was just Enzo did his piece, and yeah. then he attacked uh, uh, Cass backstage, which I thought was actually a really nice touch. Made it feel like a big deal as well. Yes. That feud. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite line was Enzo saying to to, to Cass, "You're just the cat." A catchphrase that I wrote. Yes, very good. It's a bit like um, uh, when Team 3D broke up in TNA mm. and Bubba Ray Dudley was cutting a... Well, Brother brother Ray was cutting a promo on Deep when he said, at the end of the day, you were just the guy that got the tables. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's, that's... Cuts to the core. Um, we spoke... Uh, a few weeks ago about if a person undergoes a gender re- you'll see where I'm going with this Ge- a gender reassignment thing so they're now a different gender you're now a he where you were a she do you then retroactively refer to everything before that as she so the Wachowski brothers or now sisters is what we were talking about I think they were the Wachowski siblings I think is siblings. what they go under so they were men they, when they directed the Matrix, Matrix yep. but now they both uh turned into women I don't know they've the both gone under um, gender reassignment yeah this is a minefield and so now were they women when they directed the, the matrix. matrix or were they were they men so do you say he they he directed or she directed for Batman do you mean to say in GFW Bubba Ray <laughs> said that promo <laughs> Mate, that was a long way. That was a hey. long ride to get to your destination. But all you know what? Sc- all about the scenery. People learnt a bit. Not possibly not worth the payoff. No, gag. I mean it might not have been. Although I, when when I arrived at the destination, I was like, Do you know what? This isn't this isn't bad. It this was fine. It was more or less worth the trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we had Sa- your girl Bailey. So upset by this. Talking about not worth the trip. Yeah. Sasha Banks and Bailey teamed up to take on Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Still the friction between Nia Jax and Bliss because Jax wants a title shot. Mm-hmm. Banks and Bailey are still best friends. Uh, the start of this match, Nia Jax almost took out Bailey immediately, which gave the babyface Sasha Banks in a handicap dynamic. So she was at the disadvantage, which is the first time in quite a while WWE have gone that way because usually they put the heel at the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is awkward from a side. Not saying it doesn't work ever, but it's just. It's awkward from a psychology perspective. Uh, yeah, poor Bailey. Yeah, like so. She didn't uh, even come back out for the save. Yeah, so like Bliss was on the on the apron, Nijax, and then just kind of like pushes her off the edge, and then she kind of hits the guardrail, and then during the commercial break, the EMTs had to take her to the back. And th- yeah, and as you said, like she didn't. She I thought didn't... Jax stormed into her with a knee to the face. Oh, while she you? was on the barricade, which uh, is what I thought was a pretty nice injury spot. Well, I mean that's fine, but yeah, because she didn't come out for the end, it just yeah. it made. It made Bailey look very weak, uh, and it made Bliss and Jax look like a couple of geeks because, despite the fact that they took out yeah. half of their competition, they're still lost, and, and that's yeah. that's not particularly great. So that that for me, I thought was a real booking error. It's great to like if you wanted to do that, just book them in a handicap match. Like, why didn't you just put Sasha Banks in a handicap match? Why did you have to sacrifice Bailey mm. just to put over Sasha Banks at the end? It just I I thought it was. I thought it was damaging. And Bailey wasn't even like, no, no, let me let me fight yeah, for my best friend. Was, I'm not going to leave her out here. It was the, the, the Roman Reigns spot when he got taken out of the Rumble. 
that one oh, year yeah. when he and he and he like like missed out half an hour of it and then just walked out and everyone's been like oh the triumphal return of like no, he's been sat in the back for half an hour Iron like where's Man he been performance yeah. <laughs> that year rubbish uh, yeah and and Bliss well Bliss Alexa Bliss would say that was actually part of her strategy she tapped on purpose yes to lure Banks into a false sense of security I did like that promo yeah uh, that she cuts but she was just like yeah I know I, I tapped on purpose it was I thought that was very good and generic interviewer number three I think it was no she's got a name that's Charlie isn't it that's Charlie Caruso they I even know her surname they don't have names to name <laughs> Dasha Blitzen no Dasha's the one I don't know I couldn't pick her out of a lineup but Charlie I'm pretty confident I could pick her out there's also a robot male in there somewhere yeah I don't know who he but is but they're all of a certain height mm-hmm. and Bray Wyatt is only having an affair with one of them. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> that was a mean-spirited joke. It really was, it was yeah. damn. Um, You're not going to cut that one out, are you? Like, remember, no, that, no. remember when you cut that really mean-spirited joke of you? Don't tell people about it. that one. Uh, the Yeah, so Bliss, Bliss tapped and, and they've got... It's kind of explains how WWE book as well I thought it was an, a weird thing to bring up i'm luring you into a false sense of security because then at the pay-per-view wwe are going to book the person who lost on the go home show to go over Mm. yeah Yeah. uh next up we had the uh the pandora's box part that you forgot cedric alexander beat noam dar in a matter of moments yeah with the lumbar check very quickly yeah that was, you know, yeah. I, I want more for Cedric and Noam. That's, that's Cedric the, is that's, so that, good. I, Noam's great. Look, look back Been to watching this him time, throughout his career. I look back to this time last year with the plea signed Cedric, like the amazing performance he gave the in, the, in, the, in the, Classic, the second yeah. round of the Cruiserweight Classic. And like you go from like that reaction he was getting there to the silence he gets now. And it's just it's kind of depressing a little bit, really. Yeah, I was thinking I was trying to work a joke uh, for the Raw review this week. And you know Mrs. I didn't put it in in the end, but you know Mrs. My, when my hand goes up, yeah. your mouths go shush. <laughs> and I was thinking, when these purple ropes go up, your when mouths go shush. Very good. Because nobody cares about cruiserweight matches, unfortunately. Speaking of, that was an unintentional segue. The next segment was Ms. TV uh, doing. wasn't a Ms. wasn't a Ms. TV. It was just, no, just Ms. A in a promo uh, with with Maurice and the Ms. Taraj. Yeah. Bo Dallas and Kurt Saxel. Bo Dallas has a bandana on. Mm-hmm. Certainly does. I think they looks, look. They're, 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 they're both dressed like middle aged dads now, and um, I think that really works for them as characters, particularly <laughs> Curtis Axel, where he's got like his chinos and his polo yeah. shirt. I think it's a really good look for them as as these doofus bodyguard dorks that he's got. I hope so. I just it's. They're not going to do anything with them. I, li- I really like Bo Dallas. I've liked every gimmick he's ever had. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame. It's, you know, at least yeah. there's one of you. Do you. We're not getting into this. So Miz trashes the segment from last week with the Bull family. Mm-hmm. Apparently I called them the Bell family quite a lot of times. <laughs> I, d- I, I don't, don't know who I they don't are. I don't know who they are. Uh, and you could sort of tell this was Vince McMahon or Kevin Dunn saying, just bury them because they were horrible. Yeah. So this was sort of like Vince McMahon through the Miz puppet speak here. Mm. and which, then, is, which is good as well because he looks like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. And then weirdly, they... <coughs> excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough. It's my post-Glastonbury illness. They talked about Dean Ambrose in a way that didn't help anyone and was just... Sometimes WWE put promos that are weirdly too specific and you can tell they've come from higher up. Mm-hmm. And this seemed like one for me, where The Miz was talking about Dean Ambrose and said, Dean, you were meant to be the next big star. You were meant to be the next Roddy Piper. And uh, you, you, you were meant to be the breakout one of The Shield. But ever since The Shield, 
you've been a failure and you've, you've self-sabotaged. It's like, this is... Which, which actually, as well, I mean, he was WWE champion and he's a former Money in the Bank winner as well. Yeah. So, like, it, it's a bit... I mean, I know he's he a He never heel. got over, like, yeah. properly over-over. Yeah. No, I know. He could have been a superstar. He should have been. Yeah. But various yeah, yeah, bookings yeah. stopped that. And so then, like, so... You, Dean comes out, mm-hmm. and I, as soon as Dean's music hit, I, I, re, I was reminded. I actually forgot that they were feuding because yeah, like, yeah. every time Raw ends, I forget that the Dean, uh, Dean and the Miz are still feuding. And then when Raw starts, and then they interact, I'm like, oh god, yeah, this is still oh, going I on. In I looked into it; they've been feuding since December. But they did. They the- had like they had the off period when he was feuding with John Cena. But in theory, this feud started in December. Wow, that's. A long time ago, the start of December, no less. Because it was meant to be Renee Young and yes. uh, Dean Ambrose versus Ms. Maurice. Yeah, so it's been far too and long. And John Cena versus The Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the original plan. Yeah. But then, um, and Heath Slater came out, and all of a sudden I was like, ah, oh, yeah. a new element into this. Brilliant. But, uh, fantastic. They both won the match. Let's have a triple threat at Great Balls of Fire. At least that'll be a different match. I was hoping for that. And then yeah. when Kurt Angle came out and said, you're going to face both of them. And I was like, yes, a triple threat match. And then it was like, Dean at the pay-per-view and Slater now. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. uh, well Slater's not winning. So it's Dean and Miz again at the pay-per-view. A match I never need to see again. Yeah, it spoiled it spoiled the, yeah. the result of the ensuing match, which was uh, Miz beating Heath Slater. Miz wrestled in his white suit that he cut the promo in, and he, yeah. he split his pants, which was kind of funny. Also, as well, like I think this damages Heath, because Heath's whole thing has just been like, I've never been given my one-on-one chance at a singles championship. Mm. I've been here for years, and I've never been given that chance. This was his first chance to do it, and he lost to the Miz when he wasn't even wrestling ready. So I... He was the, he. I I actually quite like the match. Oh, the match I, was great. Yeah, I, I, really I think because Heath does have this weird "I got kids, yeah, redneck sympathy" thing for for everyone. I, everyone got into that story, and then it was the Miz Taraj distraction, which cost Heath the match. Yeah, I don't so know. I thought it. I thought it was actually okay. I, I would just. I wanted Heath to be in the in yeah. the triple threat. I did laugh actually out loud when after Miz had won he went to he high-fived um, Curtis then he high-fived Bo and then went to high-five Maurice but realised that it's Maurice's wife so he's like ah, oh yeah sorry yeah. <laughs> and then kissed her instead really made me laugh Maurice is, uh, is quite when she Miz went to kiss her at the start and she just looked away yeah. like that and I thought mm. great yeah uh, we, we won't um, stand too much on that the uh, Miz Taraj and Miz ended the segment beating Dan Ambrose as well yeah so, God, I hope this feud comes to an end. It needs to end. Next up, we have the Shattered Truth premiere. Mm. After last week's hot injury angle where our truth bumped into a ring post. That's it. There was nothing more to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I quite like... So, Goldust played his movie, which was a WWE video package. Yeah. They could have and done then, a lot more. Oh, that's that. what I mean. Like, I, just be Goldust. <coughs> like, just be. You don't need to add like an extra layer to the gimmick yeah. of him like making movies. Just be, just be Goldust. Just be gold. Just be a bit weird. I think the movie thing was good. I quite. I know you didn't I like the guy it, yeah. following him around with the camera, but there's there's something in there. But it's not playing the standard WWE promo package. Yeah, I thought you could have. You know, you could have made something. You could have done like a. I did. They did Finn at the end. Everyone, yeah, which was kind of funny, but. You could have done some weird arty-farty shots. It didn't have to be cut together to the same music that they use in all the hype promos mm. in the same stylistic way. Yeah, I thought it was a missed opportunity. But when the lights came up and R-Truth's just eating popcorn yeah, behind him. that was nice. That yeah. was quite funny. But yeah. 
the crowd were bored and didn't react at all to Are it. Are they fighting at the pay-per-view? Don't know yet. No. That's why we're actually going to delay doing our predictions until Friday this Yay. week, as opposed to when we usually record them on Wednesday. And loads of pre-match shirts. Uh, yeah. Ooh. No, I was going to say shows. That was a misspeak of shows. <laughs> they have already announced the pre-show, though, because yeah. it's um, Neville Tazawa's on the pre-show, or the kickoff show, as they call it now. Yeah. Which is a real shame. That, that, I would have preferred that to be on the main card. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that match. Mm. Uh, next up, we had Seth Rollins. <laughs> Speaking of something I'm not looking forward to, Seth Rollins beating Kurt Hawkins in a matter of seconds, really, yep. with the Kingslayer knee. It's not actually got a name. I call it the Kingslayer anyway. I think that's a cool name. He cut a promo about Bray Wyatt afterwards. Yeah, no one cares. No, no one. It's so little heat for this. But do you know what does have heat? And do you know what Here we is go. awesome? Now, there, do, do you want to say? There were a few comments in the water while you do. There were a few comments in yesterday's video about us uh, brown nosing Brock Lesnar and how we need to get out of his ass, so to speak, because we really like Brock Lesnar. He won't let us. And He's um, a scary man. Uh, just to, you know, to those people who don't like us talking really oh, t-shirt down, oh, t-shirt down, who don't like us talking positively about Brock Lesnar, this segment where they did like a sit-down interview between Joe and Lesnar was awesome. It was so mm. great. I, uh, they had an amazing promo package earlier in the night. That was very was good. so good. I'm, I'm very good. I have I haven't been this excited for like a like a universal championship or a WWE championship match in, in I can't even remember when the last time I was this excited from actually yeah, probably I can't. actually it might be well, Goldberg, Goldberg, Lesnar, Lesnar, Goldberg yeah. Lesnar at Wrestlemania um, so I'm really really excited for, for this now I can't wait it's going to be awesome well this segment kicked off what was an exceptional hour and a half the final half of Raw which uh, yeah, started with this which was the split screen thing like you said I pointed out in my Raw review they did they actually talked over each other which yeah. is one of my real bugbears with WWE promos where you've got two guys in the ring John Cena's going to talk for five minutes it's scripted yeah AJ now I'm going to talk for five minutes but here Samoa Joe would talk and Brock Lesnar would be talking over him going yeah. ah, shut up I don't come on man so and like Jay good. was just going come on champ let's do this now let's go champ it was amazing as well because Lesnar's so good at this kind of interview because that's what he's been doing in, in UFC for yeah. years so he's just essentially brought that over whereas Joe has been doing you know scripted stuff it's like for, for quite some time he was doing it in NXT he was doing it in TNA and he's been doing it on the main roster and there were times where you could see like Joe really wanted like he was going off script like I don't think it was a scripted segment anyway but at the same time because Lesnar is so good and he was really getting under Joe's skin I was like Joe really wants to have a good comeback but he hasn't got one because Lesnar's being too good yeah. at, at shutting him down do you want to if you lean slightly forward and just look into the camera so mm. pretend you're Brock yeah I'm Paul here no you can't look at me you <laughs> okay, can't look yeah. at me just you know, what up, Joe? What up? You know, you're rubbish. I'm well better than you. You're a bollocks, and I'm I'm brilliant. You know, that's really going to translate well to the podcast, <laughs> which is very close. It's uh, it's just got to get approved by iTunes. Actually, you can go over to Acast and listen to it right now, but um, soon it will be on iTunes as well. We'll mm-hmm. start promoting it when it's all good to go. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. So this and then. So Brock has kind of been positioned as the babyface. You know, Paul was attacked by Joe at the start, uh, and then Joe's been attacking Brock from behind. And so Joe was the heel, but here you had a dynamic where Brock was being the laid-back, cocky heels. Come mm. on, come at me then. 
And Joe was like the noble fighting baby face. And at the end of the segment, Joe stands up, goes through the cr- um, the backstage area. Yeah. Everyone holds him back. Oh, it seemed like they had so the entire backstage good. staff there. And when they finally get, like, Joe realises that's the door he's behind. They yeah. open the door. You can't... Brock is tiny in, in the thing. You can just see him and Brock's just there going, come on then. But you know what I loved as well? Let's go, chap! So there was, there was really great moments within this. So Lesnar was just like, you know, he was laid back, he was cocky, mm. until Joe got up and started looking for him. And then after a while, he was there with Paul Heyman going like, oh yeah, he's going to try and find us. Apparently he's looking for us. Oh, I'm, I'm so scared. And then it kept cutting back to Brock. And I think he, in in kayfabe terms, he knew Joe was close. And you could see the look on his face was like, oh. He might, yeah, yeah. He, might, he might actually find me but then when the door was open and he was being pulled back he's like ah it's alright I'm safe again because he's not yeah. getting through that oh come on then come and fight me oh it was so good it feels like a fight yeah that's the that's that's the reality this is when at the start and I said examples of things WWE needs more of this is one of them yes and that is stuff feeling real uh, the, the someone sent me a, a clip apparently during all this you can hear Brock off camera go effing come on then oh, yeah i couldn't hear it but maybe if someone else has heard it yeah but yes a very good segment mm-hmm. maybe not the go home segment i would have chosen i would have put if i was structuring the feud i would have put this mm. maybe week three and had the the choke last week's one maybe to finish mm-hmm. or maybe the pull apart brawl i don't know what well, i can say like you know someone commented to us last week or you sent me some messages on twitter um saying that they thought it was disappointing there was only three people that pulled off joe last yeah. week whereas i said i thought it was great because joe had proved his point he didn't That's need a lot of people but this time he hadn't proved his point so he needed like the entire backstage mm-hmm. to hold him back oh it's, i can't wait for this yeah match. it's good can't wait hopefully hopefully joe comes out of this okay yes uh speaking of reality i loved Neville versus Mustafa Ali. Neville beating Mustafa Ali. It was a normal cruiserweight match. And then Ali just like spiked DDT's Neville into the ground. And Neville sold it so well. And I was, mm-hmm. I said to you the next day, I was like, I Neville is so good. Mm-hmm. He made me believe that he was genuinely hurt. And now he was so angry with Mustafa Ali for being unprofessional in a wrestling match that he was now going to kick the crap out of Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. And I was... I was and that's what I want. I want to be tricked into thinking pro wrestling's real. I don't want to go and watch a fiction movie and go, yeah, that's a good special effect there. That was a good high spot with yeah, Superman jumping yeah. off the thing and bouncing onto Batman. I want to go, oh my God, Superman and Batman are fighting. They really hate each other. I don't want, you know, you don't want that reflexive part of your brain to be in action in the moment, really. Mm-hmm. And, it was uh, really good. It was a great match, yeah. actually. Mustafa Ali is so good. It's very good. He's awesome. They had a really good shot where... They were just both looking at each other. And you had a, a shot of Neville just looking like that. And then they had a reverse shot of Ali just looking back at him like that. And I thought that was... It was a, it was a nice bit of camera work. You don't usually get re- shot reverse shot like yeah, that. Yeah, very good. Uh, ne- speaking of very good, continuing the role. Oh, what a match. Finn Balor versus Cesaro. What a match. It was a great match. Ruined by some really over-plugging commentary on behalf of the Hardys. And yeah. They just... It was... They talked about Great Balls of Fire and the Iron Man match they've got this weekend. And then they went to break, and when they came back, they had the exact same conversation while Cesaro and Finn Balor were having a very good match. There was a really funny moment when um, I, I, it was one of the commentary team asked Jeff a question about um, how, you, how you're prepping for the, uh, the Iron Man match. And I don't know whether Jeff's headset wasn't working, 
yes. but he just didn't answer. And yeah. then there was just dead air and silence. <laughs> and it was, and I, I think that I'd like to think it was just that Jeff was like, dude, sh- stop asking me questions. I'm trying to watch this uh, this match here. I think Jeff was just sitting there zoned out going, I'm Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I'm Jeff Hardy and I'm watching a match on Raw. I think that's his yeah, internal so, monologue. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, but I thought this match was awesome. Really, really great. And what a hot finish. So Elias Samson yeah. comes out and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. The drifters come down. It's He's going to distract. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Samson's come down. He's going to distract Finn Balor. But then the Hardys ran down to yeah. attack him and then Sheamus got involved and, and then Finn Balor dove on all of them. It became this wicked schmars. Yeah. It was so good. Was really I enjoyed good. every single moment of the it. The crowd started chanting, this is awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then it was a quick finish after that. But I, oh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, everyone looked strong coming out of it because you know Cesaro didn't really lose a clean match there with the interference at the end. Mm-hmm. Really good. And then finally ending the show, which was kind of the narrative throughout the night, was Braun Strowman uh, wanted competition. He yep. kept on asking Kurt Angle for competition. We're back to this again. Uh, Kurt says, well, everyone's booked up already. Not true because <laughs> people then went up and asked him later on for mm-hmm. other matches. Uh, and also, no one wants to face you, Braun. Step in. Well, yeah. Titus Worldwide. <laughs> Who uh, put forward Apollo Crews. Apollo <laughs> Crews was like, well, I've just had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do this, eh? I don't want to face Braun. He's going to yeah. eat me. And eat him he tried. Because he licked his head at one point. Didn't he make the point? It was just like Kalisto was a nobody until he faced uh, Braun Strowman. And I was like, when was the last time Kalisto was on TV? I yeah. think it was when we saw him in, uh, in London. On that on that raw taping where they had to just book yeah. things on the fly. I don't even know if that was him. It could have been Paige. <laughs> Excellent. Mask. Good, good, good uh, work. Th- and uh, yeah, so the actual match was just re- it was a, it was a nicely structured match. Yeah. Braun beats down Cruz. Cruz is thrown out. Cruz comes back in. I really liked. I went like um, uh, what's his name? Titus O'Neil gave him like that pep talk outside. Mm. He's like, "You get in there, and you beat him up." And then Cruz came Wish in and had like out. a really good comeback. And I was like. Oh, this is this is great because yeah. it's not hurting Braun in the least, but it actually makes Cruz look much better. He was yeah. getting over in defeat, and then like oh, I mean, this is spot of the week. This, I mean, this might this might be my favourite spot of all time. So Strowman's laid out. Cruz goes to do his standing moonsault. As he's coming down, Braun just boots him, and he flies across the ring. I was watching this on the tube coming over to the studio, and I literally went, oh. Is that I mean, why people are moving away from you on the tube? I don't know, but people did move away from me from the yeah, tube again today. This morning. Um, but like, it, it made me laugh so much. I had the exact same reaction that Corey Graves had. We both did the same noise at the same time. Yeah. And then like Corey Graves at one point was like, I shouldn't be laughing. But <laughs> that was awesome. And then Braun gave him the, the whole, I'm going to slam you, pin for two, pick you up. Yeah. Slam you again. After the second slam, he licked Apollo Cruz's head. <laughs> just, just Which, awesome so good and then Titus tried to get in stop it yeah. he got a slam Braun brings Apollo to the ambulance to put him in he does put him in tap tap drive the ambulance away it's not moving who could be in there I'm gonna have a look in the window who's in oh it's Roman Reigns he's beating me up he spits yeah. me off the stage so let's point out then what a dick Roman is yeah. there's poor old uh, Cruz and Titus O'Neil getting their asses handed to them in the ring just being beaten up unnecessarily Roman's just sat in a car just he was there. He was there the entire time, just letting it happen. So what I, a dick! I would have. Uh, I wouldn't have had the ambulance there. I would have had after after uh, Apollo's beaten up. Braun goes, bring in the ambulance. 
Mm. That's my brom voice. <laughs> Ambulance backs in because that gets round the Roman. Mm. Why didn't he help out? And then. When as soon as Braun opens the ambulance to put Apollo in, Roman's just there. Roman screams at him, like yeah. before he does the uh, he tries Superman look, punch. Tries thing. to look intimidating and yeah, fails. And, and Braun's like, "Come on, then!" And then they have a fight. Yeah, and that's like, I mean, because I like it when two people fight. I don't like it when one. Well, I do, but you know, I feel like this could be the the clash of two forces. I would yeah. book it that way. This is the difference between Brock and Joe. And Roman and which Braun. is like, exactly like that. that way, yeah. Like this feels like a, an unscripted fight. Yeah, like this feels real, whereas this feels like scripted, raw nonsense. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yes, we've spent too long on Raw, so we're going to have to do the usual... Wrap up SmackDown in about ten minutes. In fairness, Raw is a longer show, Raw and, a and longer it's the show. go home. But I think proportionately per minute of television <clears throat> doesn't translate into equal coverage on the Wrestle Ramble. No. Uh, the studio's busy today. We, we're getting kicked out uh, forthwith. So John Cena returned to open the show. Yep, and he cut a John Cena promo. He sure did. And like I, I'm a big John Cena fan. I've you know turned a corner from my my teenage years where I, I was, uh, or my young my early twenty years yeah. where I was like John Cena. I was one of those guys, you know, those angry marks. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now I'm just a, I'm a happy mark that's just like, hey, I like John Cena. I really like him in movies. But when he comes out and he's just dressed head to toe like a complete knob, like a flag. I just every time he comes out, I'm like, oh, I wish you'd change your look because you're. You're you're a part. You are a part timer now. You are a WWE legend. 
the greatest of all time. He's Michael. an all timer. He's an all timer. But like, just just change your look a little bit. Like, stop trying to stop dressing like an eight year old. Well, he he goes from orange to green sometimes. Yeah, that's what I green mean. To so like, blue. But like, stop, just stop dressing like an eight year old. Yeah. I, I just wish he'd just change his look to be a bit more reflective of him now being a Hollywood star. Are you going to stop dressing like a 14-year-old? Well, no, but I'm not. I'm not a professional wrestler. You're a professional on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> is there something wrong with wearing shorts and a t-shirt? I think that should be a, a give, that should be a stipulation for one of our months. Whoever yeah. loses has to do a gimmick change, <laughs> and that's it for the month. So my gimmick change you is like broken. Wear, yeah, it's broken like, loop. What would my broken gimmick be though? Like, do I, I have know. to wear trousers? Yeah, you'd have to wear trousers and smart shoes. Oh, no one would be able to see that. I was going to say, a... I'm not doing that because I hate wearing trousers. No, you do. I, I know I just sound like a hypocrite then where I said I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, which is what I wear all the time. You sound like a nudist. But what I would... Well, then wouldn't you like to know? But what I would say is that John Cena dresses like an eight-year-old because he's just wearing bright colours. I wish he changed that. So the, the quick Smackdown review, we just spent three minutes yeah. on John Cena's attire. Uh, the Yeah, so he comes back. It's Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Which, as I tweeted, it's effectively John Cena's birthday. He <laughs> loves WWE. He loves America. Yeah, America on legs is John Cena. And so this was a typical Independence Day show where it was a nothing show, really. Like, like oh, I it, disagree with it, that. It, it was low on wrestling, um, and like they they tried to like this. It's one of those weeks where they know they're going to get a bad rating. So they're just like, let's go out there and just do, we'll do AJ Styles versus Chad Gable. Mm. We'll do a battle royal and we'll have um, a, you know, a, a tw- 11 second um, match between Randy Orton versus Eden English. I couldn't disagree more. I think they've they've tried to, they've you know, which is what I think they should do when they know they're going to get a low rating. They should try and really reward the people oh, yeah. who stick with it. Absolutely. They, this is a, like a six-week hype of John Cena's return, the biggest star in the company. Yeah. He came back. Rusev made his SmackDown Live debut and returned to the company hmm. for four months, I think it is. You had a very good rap battle, which was promoted in advance from okay, last week, right, okay, as but, was the Lana okay, match, the, the, the point, as was the Independence okay, Day battle. The point, I'm making, the point I'm making is that they announced, you know, they've been hyping John Cena's return because they are trying to not get too bad of a rating. Hmm. So that was announced ahead of time, as was the rap battle. But outside of those two things, the rest of the show was a filler Smackdown match I, like, it's actually not too dissimilar to the Raw that we saw in London when Strowman oh, was injured and they had no. to rewrite things on the fly we, no. which is why we ended up with Miz and Dean Ambrose was it Miz and Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose was in control of the night, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, as a, a guest GM or whatever it was. That That's how I felt it was. And I'm not saying it was a bad show because I really enjoyed mm. it but it was, it felt like a Right, we're not going to get a great rating, so let's do let's get John Cena out at the start, and then the rest of it will just you know will coast along. I, I completely disagree, to be honest. There, uh, so Rusev came back, and this turned into Bulgaria versus America, and this is going to be the most uh, blatant representation in a, a wrestling match with a flag match at Battleground. I really hope they were going to do it on this show. To be honest, I mm. thought that would have been a great main event for an Independence Day show. Would be like I, because the problem is like that. At Battleground seems less less important than on Independence Day on yeah. July 4th America's birthday to then just do a flag match just because more it's I, I'm ashamed that Rusev came back in this programme because it's a programme he's going to lose because yeah. it's John Cena yeah, and, it's not great not great uh, you know just, just six weeks ago he was slotted in to win 
not win, but he was going to be fighting for the WWE Championship at some point. But then Jinder got the push instead. So also, let's not forget as well the, the his <coughs> the initial John Cena feud that Rusev had was the one that effectively killed yeah. his character. Yeah. Next up, we had AJ Styles beating Chad Gable. Great a match. terrific match. Great uh, match. Unfortunately, a lot of it was in the commercial break. But this this follows a nice pattern of them slowly building up Chad Gable. If anyone says Chad Gable's been buried in his matches against Owens and Styles, nope. couldn't be further. Nope. Because he's losing to top guys and he's proven his worth. You can get over and defeat. And the way Styles helped him up afterwards, mm-hmm. top Thank notch. You. It does um, seem to solidify, though, that they are not the people who attacked the fashion police. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where they're going with that. I don't think they do either. Which, which is what, you know, they didn't talk about it at all on this week. You know, they didn't have Charlotte on this week's show either. No Becky Lynch, no Natalia. Um, it was very much just a, it's just, here's a group of lads. And we'll yeah. just, we'll, we'll push out as, as few people as possible. A group of lads. A group of lads. Uh, next up, we had the Carmelabration where Ellsworth was banned. James Ellsworth, that is, was banned not just for 30 days. Oh, sorry. No, that was the biggest one. I should have saved that till last. Yeah. Not just from the arena that night, not just fined $10,000, he was also banned for 30 days. Suspended for 30 days. Yeah, suspended is the better word there. Yes, it is. So, And if he comes back, Carmella loses the briefcase. Mm. So, so he should be stripped of it for a second time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have another women's money in the bank match. <laughs> Let's make history again. Uh, so I hope Ellsworth and Carmella get some skits outside the company. Yeah. So, you know, not within WWE. Like when they went shopping, mm-hmm. that wasn't amazing uh, but hopefully their acts are more solidified I now. would like to see um, Ellsworth trying to get in with the fashion police like trying to do with the skies thing where he's trying to get back oh, yeah. into the building yeah, that could that work. that'd be good yep. uh, or maybe Carmella tries to set him up on dates I don't know and you can have a that's terrible <laughs> uh, this transitioned into Naomi beating Lana again in about 11 seconds for the third time No, I don't know if it was even that it was a sunset flip into a submission. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. And, and then, Lana tapped immediately. Yeah, it was yeah pretty much a burial of Lana. However, the really important thing of this is that uh, Naomi's got flashing lights on the title belt, and it looks awesome. I thought you were going to say, and Tamina came out, oh, no, and fine. it was a bit strange. Maybe Tamina and Lana are pairing up, kind of like the Alexa Bliss and Nigel. Well, that, that's what I feel like they are doing. But if Tamina is like Lana's new bodyguard, then she's done a terrible job as a bodyguard so far because she just let her client lose in 11 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a great start. Next up, we had the best <laughs> WWE segment of the... Oh, actually, no, the, the Brock Joe one was yeah. better. Uh, the Usos versus the New Day in a rap battle. I tweeted that this was better than it had any right to be. Because well, I, I, always, I was dreading this. I always thought it was going to be good because I thought if they let these guys go unscripted, which it sounds like they did... Mm-hmm. Even the line, because that's been edited out of the YouTube clip. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the R-rated line. Yeah, yeah. said it twice as well, which I thought was a bit weird. Yeah, it's like, well, 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 you didn't hear us, guys. <laughs> I think did hear them, though. Uh, the was with, with Wally. Is that right? Um, Wally? Uh, I know, it's uh, Wally. Whale. Wally. The rap artist was presiding over proceedings. Mm-hmm. Presiding over proceedings? He was a judge. And he was wearing an NWO Wolfpack t shirt yeah, as well. Great Lex, Lex Luger's face just kept staring at me through the camera. And I'm just going to rush through these because we've got to get out of here. Uh, Xavier had a few good lines like, You're only on here because your wife's on Total Divas. Very good. And you're Roman Reigns' bag carriers. But then great the Usos line. in the first round. So the rest of everything was rubbish in comparison. Kofi came back with a really, like, Oh, you look a bit out of shape now. Yeah. Uh, was, Let's just keep it 
PG. You know what's good. Don't get all R-rated like your boy Xavier Woods. Such a good line. Even I went, oh. I thought it was great. Which, apparently... Paige had a sex tape a couple of months oh, ago. Oh, yeah? Did you not do a news story on it at all? No? I don't remember. No, no I don't remember. Uh, so that's what that seems to be in reference to, yeah. which Xavier Woods was made a cameo, apparently. Yeah. I, I thought this segment was awesome, and it was really funny as well. I was going through the, the Wrestling Observer boards today, and I was going through the SmackDown thread, and everyone at the start of it was just like, going like oh, God, here's the, here's the rap battle segment. Like, I'm going to go make a cup of tea. Wake me up when this is finished. And then as it went on, everyone was like, best segment of the year. Like, it was so good. I think, like, I was looking a lot of it. people like yeah. who were like me, who were just like, uh, I, this is going to be scripted WWE garbage. And I was what I was expecting. And in the end, damn, man, it was so funny. I thought it was awesome. We've really got to go quick now. So, Aiden English beat Randy Orton. Doesn't. It's not actually that way. Nope. D- he lost by D- Orton lost by DQ. Jinder and Randy had a... <laughs> Afterwards, rubbish promo. Yep. And Independence Day Battle Royal. Loads of people are apparently still with the company, like <laughs> Luke Harper and yeah. Ty Dillinger and Eric Rowan and Primo. One of the clones was in there, despite the rumors. Jason from Jordan. Week. Jason Jordan. <laughs> yep. Eric. Yeah, you said Eric Rowan. And um, <clears throat> it was all the only big thing apart from the winner, which was AJ Styles, obviously, because that's the way the feud was going anyway. Was mm-hmm. Mojo Rawley eliminating Zack Ryder? Yeah, but he seemed remorseful afterwards. Yeah, I, I really liked that moment. I thought it was really good as well because like he saved Zack from being eliminated by Eric Rowan first, and then used him essentially to eliminate uh, Eric Rowan. I thought it was a really nice touch. Other things to note as well was that you had um, Mike and Maria Canellis backstage doing an interview, which Sami Zayn interrupted by dropping something. I again laughed out loud because it was just Sammy Zayn was just there straight. He was like, "Oh God, oh God, I'm so sorry." He's very good in the role, and it's just not the role he should be in. No, and the other, like probably the funniest segment of the of the year so far, actually certainly of the week, uh, apart from the rap battle, was the uh, Tyler Breeze interviewing uh, as Tanae Young, um, and it cuts to Tanae, <laughs> t- cuts to Renee Young afterwards. <laughs> well, that's all we've that's got so time for. So very quick, Raw or SmackDown? Um, I'm actually going to go Raw. I'm going Raw too. Holy moly. Click the videos that just appeared over Luke's face to catch up with the latest WrestleTalk news or Wrestle Ramble. Subscribe to WrestleTalk. Support us on Patreon, of course. This has been Luke Owen. I've been Ollie Davis. And that was Rambling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.